Nick Sillick has caused me a lot of pain, and I'm happy he's finding a new home. <laughs> and that is how we will begin this quick crossover as the Reds and the Rangers have made a trade. The Cincinnati Reds acquired Nick Solak. Nick Solak. Nick Solak. Easy for me to say. He and that's an easy name too. I don't know why I messed that up. But Nick Solak, he is a guy that's played some second base. He's played some left field. He's been around the league for four years. Has only had one season over a hundred games played. But he's a guy who could figure into the mix of this Reds roster. Be a utility type guy just based on the numbers that I've seen. But I wanted to bring in Bryce Patrick, and we're going to talk about this trade and. And if, as he alluded to, uh, this might not necessarily be the needle mover that we Reds fans um, are looking for. <laughs> yeah, so it came to the Rangers back in 2019. It was kind of a real haphazard trade with the Rays, which, again, never trade pitchers to the Rays because they always end up being amazing. <laughs> uh, the Rangers had this this reliever who had just come off Tommy John surgery and gained like five miles an hour in his fastball velocity and old Pete Fairbanks, who has some of the nastiest stuff in all of baseball went from low a to the big leagues in a year. And the Rangers are like, well, we're not contending. So let's get somebody. And they had Nick Solak, who was a guy who could hit really well, but didn't really have a position. And the Rangers are like, yeah, he's kind of, he's a good makeup guy hits well, but doesn't really have a position. So the Rangers are like, sure, we'll take a, we'll take a flyer on him. And for 33 games in 2019, his first time up at the big leagues, he was great. He had an 884 OPS was absolutely mashing playing a little bit second, a little bit third, mainly, mainly just second. Um, but I thought, okay, all right. They got a guy who's got some potential was hit pretty well in the minor leagues. And, you know, the Rays developed some pretty good prospects. So seemed like a little win-win. And then 2020 happened and he played pretty much every game that year, missed two in the shortened season and was just not good. Two home runs in those 58 games and the offense just didn't really come. 2021 wasn't really a whole lot better. It was just average in a terrible Texas Rangers team. And this year he went in as a platoon guy in left field. It was going to be Brad Miller to hit against righties and Nick Solak to hit against lefties because he has hit lefties decently well. And he really didn't even do that this year. It was just kind of a rough, rough way. He's fine in left field, but he's kind of an offense got first guy who never really hit like the Rangers hoped he would. And it's kind of a, all right, let's just punt this guy somewhere else because we're tired of him at this point. I was going to say defensively, like seeing him move around from the infield to the outfield, I, I don't know what that means for most guys when it comes to they're just a savant defensively or maybe they have no idea where they fit in defensively. And it sounds more like he's the latter. Yeah, and they played him in center field a little bit. He did better than I thought there. He's not a center fielder. Like he was, <laughs> okay. he's not, a, he's definitely not a third baseman. So uh, I think that experiment is run his course. But I, I think he's fine in left field. Like he's not, he's not going to win a gold glove or anything, but he's okay. It's just, he's an offense first guy who didn't hit. Mm -hmm. And there's just not a whole lot of room for that in pretty much anywhere except. I guess if you're the Reds, then then hey, we got we got room for you. I mean, trying to yeah, we there's definitely some platoons that they need to create. A lot of lefties in the outfield, not not a lot of right-handed bats. So this is probably something that the Reds look at 
as they'll create a platoon out of him. And, you know, maybe there's, and we keep saying this all off season. We're like, all right, who's the next Brandon Drury? Who else are we finding that nobody else thinks anything of? And then all of a sudden he hits 22 home runs before, um, the all-star ring. I'm necessarily expecting that to happen again, because that was pretty crazy, but I would like to see some bounce back and Nick Solak maybe looks like a bounce back. Maybe looks like a breakout. I guess you have to have been somewhere to bounce back to that somewhere. So maybe he can figure it out in one of the easiest parks to hit home runs in. Then on the other side of this trade, the reds send cash considerations, really good lefty or righty uh, pitcher or position player. Just really depends on what the Rangers <laughs> do with it. And it looks like the Rangers are going to be pretty active I haven't seen what the amount is. I can't imagine that it's going to be, you know, Justin Verlander money, but <laughs> I, I'm guessing this feeds into the financial machine that the Rangers expect to be this offseason. Yeah, and they, they've talked a lot about, you know, not being afraid to <clears throat> to spend a bunch of money this offseason. I don't think they're going to spend half a billion in a two-day span like last year. But I know, it's it's kind of insane. People like to clown on the Rangers for being bad this year, even though they spent half a billion. I'm like, it wasn't for one year. Like, this was not a half a billion dollar payroll for one year. It was spread out over a decade or eight years with seven years with Simeon. I don't even remember. It, it's a lot right. of years. They're both going to be there for a while. I don't see any eight year plus deals. That the Rangers are going to spend this off season. I know bet online has them in the top five for favorites to land Aaron judge. If he leaves New York, I really don't see that happening. That would be like a huge, huge surprise. Their odds are tied with, I think the Red Sox and the Cardinals, mm -hmm. which like, I mean, theoretically they could be, but <clears throat> it's going to be pitching, pitching, pitching. seems like Martin Perez. They haven't, found a a multi-year deal so it seems like the one year uh qualifying offer at like 19.6 million is going to be about what he makes i thought he'd make around 15 million per year on like a three-year four-year deal but it seems like the rangers are unwilling to do that he had a great year best year of his career by far they need to add probably i think Maybe just one more now at this point because they, they made the trade for Jake Odorizzi, who's going to be a nice, cheap number four. And so I thought they need one guy who's maybe a little bit better than Perez to kind of lead that rotation because the, the edict is playoffs or die this year because it's been since 2016 and Rangers ownership uh, threw, a little, threw a little fit and fired John Daniels, who'd been <laughs> the GM and president of baseball operations since 2006. They fired the skipper, Chris Woodward, who I thought was fine, but never really got a fair shake of it. But they bring in Bruce Bochy. They've got Chris Young, you know, running the team. This is his first time actually running an operation. He's only worked in a front office for two years now. And so this is this is do or die time. So. I think they're going to have to be very, very aggressive in getting one of those guys at the top of the market. Apparently, they're already talking with uh, Jacob Degrom, which I would, I might just pass out if the Rangers <laughs> sign Degrom. <laughs> um, obviously, there's the injury concerns, but the Rangers are going to be big spenders again this offseason, and I am hopefully going to get another really nice Christmas present like I did last offseason with some good baseball players on my team. Well, I know this. When it comes to these two teams, this is probably the type of move you can pretty much expect the Reds to continue to make all offseason at different positions and as they fill some different holes because they've got some dudes that are coming up this season, some really exciting prospects. So I don't imagine that they're going to go out. I know I had an episode last week where I um, had a pipe dream about maybe the Reds going after Trey Turner. That's not going to happen. 
but <laughs> there could be some interesting moves that the Reds make. On the flip side of things, I think this is like far and away the the like lowest needle moving move that the Rangers are going to have. They're going to be busy this offseason and you're going to want to make sure to follow Bryce on Locked On Rangers and you can follow me as well and Steve uh, here on Locked On Reds as we cover everything that our teams are doing this offseason. Absolutely. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun.